What's going on guys? Welcome to Everything Always. My name's Michael Roman and one of the more bizarre videos we're going to do here at the channel this year, and trust me, from, from my channel saying that, it's saying a lot. Elizabeth Olsen, Scarlet Witch, apparently forced off of social media, deleting or deactivating her Instagram account in the wake of backlash for not paying tribute to Chadwick Boseman in time. And I let this story sit for about 48 hours. You probably saw the headline on a couple of publications online as well as YouTube. I wanted to wait for any more details to leak out as well as I was a little bit skeptical. If I know deleting Instagram is actually not that big a deal, she didn't post that often as that, but there were some recent times where she connected with Marvel fans, giving us updates on a possible release date for WandaVision in spring of next year, even though she didn't have to do that. Makes you wonder what really happened. We're going to try to break down this story as best I can, and my skeptical mind tells me that there may have been some other things at play, but apparently the headline has some validity to it as well. We're going to break down the whole story of quote-unquote Marvel fans forcing Elizabeth Olsen Scarlet Witch off of Instagram, but first, if you could grab the subscribe button, we're giving away two PlayStation 4 Pros, as well as a whole slew of other Marvel-related stuff, including this insane one-fourth scale Beta Ray Bill, as well as our third and final Infinity Saga box set. If you want to be entered to win, all you have to do, hit the subscribe button, then hit the notification bell, leave a like and a comment on this video, and if you want, stick around to the end of the video, we'll get into all the giveaway stuff again there. So, a couple of facts, and that's what we'll start off with. Elizabeth Olsen did indeed deactivate her Instagram account, and there are plenty of people who said that they sort of saw the public backlash, it wasn't just in her DMs, and it all seemed centered around her not posting any tributes for Chadwick Boseman. But then take a step back and look at a lot of the headlines and the publications they come from, and this is a problem I was always running into when first I started this channel, but after two years of reporting on the MCU news cycle every single day, guys, every single day, we're almost at like 800 videos, you start to learn where the real sites are and the difference between comicbooknews.com and cbr.com or comicbook.com, that's a huge difference. The places that spun this as Marvel fans forcing Elizabeth Olsen off of social media, Marvel fans? Really? Do you guys know any Marvel fans who would spew any hate in the direction of Elizabeth Olsen, especially in light of not only just the past weekend with the loss of her co-star in Chadwick Boseman, but everything that's going on in the world right now with way more important topics and people's attention focused on things that actually matter? I can't, but the internet is a place of trolls and the toxicity that can seemingly be generated from just one voice, especially if you get piling on and in a microcosm can be awfully toxic. And unfortunately, we've seen this in the past with some people. If you spend a lot of time on Twitter or Instagram, that something goes sour there that everybody is against you. Well, on the flip side of that coin, if you don't even use your social media account that much and then it becomes a problem, you just deactivate it, and I think that is way more likely the case for whatever happened this past weekend. And of course, there were immediately a ton of people who rushed to defend Elizabeth Olsen and say, hey, everyone has a right to grieve in their own way, why would you go after her for not posting anything? But I think they were simply getting goaded by the trolls as well. Another lesson I've had to learn having a YouTube channel for the better part of two years and 150 million plus hits. All the comments that go in tow with that, you got to remember not to take them personally. You got to remember that literally one person can generate 100 comments. People actually spend their time doing that. And the more disgruntled and troll that they are, the more effort they put into it. Either way, 
Elizabeth Olsen deactivating her Instagram account is not that big a deal. Like I mentioned in the prologue, she's connected with Marvel fans there in the past, but guys, Chris Evans doesn't even have an Instagram, and some of these huge celebrities spend no time on social media. They don't care, and even if they have a social media, they've got their agent or their PR person posting pictures for them, or a PR team actually doing their social media content for them. And there are a ton of people making some pretty decent money just babysitting Twitters and Instagram for celebrities who couldn't be bothered doing it themselves, really, so that they probably don't have to deal with this. One other final thing I'll say, if you found yourself as one of those people who were on social media defending Elizabeth Olsen or trying to react to the trolls, please don't think I was taking a shot at you in any way when I mentioned that you were just getting goaded by them. These trolls, they need attention so badly that even you yelling and admonishing at them for posting something so stupid and ludicrous is good enough for them because that's how bad they needed it. And I'm sure I've definitely earned now a ton of trolls coming out in the comments on this video, but hey, it's the internet. It is what it is. Guys, let me know all your comments. I'm sure a lot of you agree. And quickly, let's get into the giveaway stuff before I let you go. We're still giving away two PlayStation 4 Pros, the next of which is at the 700,000 subscriber mark, which we are making our way to should easily hit by the end of this month. If you want to be entered to win, all you have to do, hit the subscribe button, then hit the notification bell, leave a like and a comment on this video, and that'll automatically enter you to win all the rest of the prizes here at the channel, like this insane 1 4th scale XM Studios Beta Ray Bill, in no way an action figure at almost a full 3 feet tall, 30 inches. This is an immaculately sculpted museum quality representation of the character as well as our third and final Infinity Saga box set. We already gave away two here at the channel earlier this year. This final one will be given away during December, like I said, during the holiday season. All you have to do to be entered to win either of the PlayStations, the Beta Ray Bill, this Infinity Saga box set, or any of the other future prizes we announce here at the channel, all the same rules will always apply. Hit the subscribe button to make sure you're a subscriber, then hit the notification bell with notifications turned on in order to keep up with the channel. Leave a like and a comment on this video, and because it's truly random, the more videos you comment on, the better chance you have of winning. All winners will be announced at the end of the video, the same way we're doing here, and if you've missed any of the previous winner announcements, no worries, all you have to do is scroll back to the channel, look for the winner announcement in the sub count in the title, click on that video, and scroll to the end. My name's Michael Roman, this is everything always, guys. Thanks so much for checking out the channel, and stick around, we'll be posting again real, real soon. On August 28, 2020, news broke that Chadwick Boseman unexpectedly died at the age of 43. The actor, who was famous for playing T'Challa, the MCU's Black Panther and King of Wakanda, was easily one of the greatest and most influential stars of our time. Boseman passed away after a four-year-long battle with colon cancer. In fact, he was fighting the disease throughout the four years he made his last seven movies. When Bozeman's official Twitter account broke the tragic news, the world was in shock. The outpouring of love from the actor's fans and fellow celebrities was immediate and heartfelt. People paid their respects and finally remembered his many great roles, as well as the way his role as T'Challa proved that representation matters. Apart from the vast human and cultural tragedy of Bozeman's death, it also created a difficult problem for Disney and its subsidiary, Marvel Studios. Black Panther is already a billion-dollar cinematic entity, and Bozeman would arguably have been the most beloved and bankable star of the next few phases of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. With the actor's popularity and the character's in-universe role as an intelligent superhero with access to amazing technology, Bozeman's T'Challa was essentially the current MCU's answer to former franchise linchpin Tony Stark. So, how is Disney dealing with this difficult and heartbreaking situation? Disney representatives say they're not focused on figuring out what to do with Black Panther 2, at least not quite yet. 
According to The Hollywood Reporter, sources within the Disney Corporation have stated that the company is, quote, processing the grief of a loved one and paying homage to Bozeman. As such, they have no immediate plans to shift focus to the Black Panther sequel and aren't offering up any details about what such a sequel would even look like as of the making of this video. Bozeman wanted to keep his illness as private as possible. As such, only a few people outside his family knew about his cancer diagnosis and subsequent battle at all. The MCU at large, in fact, was so deeply in the dark about Bozeman's situation that the news only reached Marvel head honcho Kevin Feige's inbox on the day the Black Panther actor died. As such, the MCU's reaction to Bozeman's death was that of stunned heartbreak, followed by touching moments of their beloved co-star and friend. Robert Downey Jr. even called Bozeman and his achievements the high point of the entire MCU. And Black Panther is hands down, it is the crowning achievement of the Marvel Universe. The Iron Man star elaborated to Good Morning America. It was the one where people got to vote with their ticket sales and say, we require this overdue diversity. At some point, Disney and Marvel executives will have to lift the veil of sorrow and ask themselves the difficult question, how should things go forward without Bozeman? I am not ready to be without you. Disney has faced this uniquely tragic situation before, unfortunately. In 2016, the company had to figure out how to proceed with the rise of Skywalker when the esteemed Carrie Fisher, who played Princess Leia, died at 60. In the same vein, Universal had to painstakingly recreate Paul Walker when the actor passed away in a car accident as shooting Fast and Furious 7 was taking place. However, Bozeman was the star of his own incredibly successful movie, and he was a major player in the notoriously interconnected MCU in general. While Disney could cancel Black Panther 2 and quietly write T'Challa out of the MCU, seeing as the first movie was a cultural, critical, and financial success and that Bozeman's death will have to be addressed in some fashion, some believe that's an unlikely outcome. Other observers think that the company could try to replace Bozeman with another actor, but that's bound to cause a massive outcry, and for good reason. Knowing this, many think a better option might be to take a page from the comic books and hand the Black Panther mantle to Shuri, T'Challa's younger sister, played by Letitia Wright. The tenacious and tech-savvy Shuri is a popular character, and her ascension to full Black Pantherhood is already something fans want to see in Black Panther 2. This idea has even pushed some fans to start petitioning for Disney and Marvel to tap Shuri to become the next Black Panther. Regardless of what's going to happen, the MCU and the world has lost a true giant in Chadwick Boseman. As Black Panther director Ryan Coogler put it, I spent the last year preparing, imagining, and writing words for him to say that we weren't destined to see. It leaves me broken knowing that I won't be able to watch another close-up of him in the monitor again or walk up to him and ask for another take. Our thoughts are with Bozeman's friends and family during this time of grief. What's going on guys? Welcome to Everything Always. My name is Michael Roman. We've actually had a huge leak for the Eternals in the last 24 hours and at first there was a ton of conjecture within the community as to the authenticity and realness and I have to tell you as someone who's in the collectibles game for Marvel myself, I thought it was 100% real but waited to see what the outcome was and now seemingly confirmed by multiple sources this is an actual leak a real toy from the Eternals a full look we've got all four photos plus a description of the character none other than Selma Hayek's Ajax we're gonna break it all down but first if you could grab the subscribe button we're giving away two PlayStation 4 Pros as well as a whole slew of other Marvel related stuff including this insane 1 4th scale XM Studios Beta Ray Bill and our third and final Infinity Saga box set. If you want to be entered to win all you have to do hit the subscribe button then hit the notification bell leave a like and a comment on this video and if you want stick around to the end of the video we'll get into all the giveaway stuff again there. So we used to have a saying at the channel 
back when Marvel used to put out movies that it's always the toys that leak stuff first and as I've explained multiple times that marketing is on a totally different timetable than the film they actually want to have the toys in stores in most cases and game being a little different when the movies finally released so that way when you leave you can be enthused to go buy the toy what happens is though they have to ship those months in advance and when they do you get leaks and spoilers from the movies that's why they do their best to try to do this on a very tight timetable well in this case we have a brand new toy internationally the first eternals marvel legends figure and like i said at first some people conjectured that this was actually a fake and people do make custom figures the custom packaging custom figurines they've got it all figured out that's actually a thing in the game and in fact some people actually enjoy the custom figures and the fakes but man if this was a fake marvel legends character and guys i've been collecting marvel action figures all the way back with the five inch line in the 90s some of you will remember and switched over to marvel legends then moved into graded comics and other marvel collectibles if this was a fake it was one of the best that I have ever seen. And I was like, why would someone jump through so many hoops and put so much work into a character like this? Of course, he came under fire from the community as soon as one of these photos was posted saying, hey, is this a custom? Is this a fake? He didn't even know what custom figures were. That's how out of the game this guy is. This is absolutely real. And you can see there at the top, the official description for Ajax, the spiritual leader of the Eternals. Ajax can heal others and is able to communicate with the Celestials, which if any of these plot leaks are true, is going to come in ultra handy when they come back for a judgment and they have to defend the Earth against certain obliteration, depending on how, again, the narrative goes. Either way, it's pretty interesting to see that although Marvel certainly hasn't released this officially yet and won't be shipping these figures, years for several more months or at least six months until the movie is set to come out in February that one of these slipped out somewhere and if there's one now there may be others it's also a great first look at the costume which amps up exactly what they showed us with that original concept art back all the way in San Diego comic-con 2019 and then the following d23 as well as the fact that this merchandise is already ready to go and all that does is remind me that well Eternals should have been coming out this month instead of Black Widow, we would have been at least one movie deeper into the slate. Guys, let me know all your thoughts down below. How insane is it that some of this merch is still getting shipped? Like, how does this happen? How does one figure slip out and end up somewhere in a store? This would not be the first time it's happened. It happens all the time, always internationally. And again, like I said, if one made it out, there's a really good chance we're going to get to see some others as well. Let me know all your thoughts down below, including which character are you most hoping to see debut in the Eternals? If you remember anything about what we talked about, there's a good chance we're going to see Namor, and I'll make sure to link that video at the end of this in case you're not up on that latest leak. Guys, let me know all your thoughts down below, and quickly, let's get into the giveaway stuff before I let you go. We're still giving away two PlayStation 4 Pros, as well as a whole slew of other Marvel-related stuff, including this insane 1 4th scale XM Studios Beta Ray Bill and our third and final Infinity Saga box set. If you want to be entered to win, all of the same rules will always apply here at the channel, and it's super easy. Make sure to hit the subscribe button to be a subscriber at the channel, then hit the notification bell with notifications turned on so you can keep up with the videos. Leave a like and a comment on this video, and because it's truly random, the more videos you comment on, the better chance you have of winning. All winners will be announced at the end of videos, the same way we're doing here. And if you've missed any of the previous winner announcements, especially this year, as we've already given away two Infinity Saga box sets, as well as a ton of PlayStations, more than I can count, no worries. All you have to do, scroll back through the channel, look for the winner announcement in the sub count in that title, click on that video and scroll to the end. My name is Michael Roman. This is everything always, guys. Thanks so much for checking out the channel. Stick around. We'll be posting again real, real soon.
What's going on guys? Welcome to Everything Always. My name is Michael Roman. Now as things sort of inch back towards normalcy on the Hollywood front, if we can even say that, there are a ton of Marvel Studios productions that are either already underway or set to start production between now and the end of the year. Namely, Shang-Chi already filming on set down under in Australia with some of the cast and crew members for Thor 4 Love and Thunder, which will also be filming there, starting to show up. You have Falcon in the Winter Soldier and WandaVision, both filming in Atlanta before Falcon heads overseas across the Atlantic to Prague. And now, from an industry insider, a brand new report concerning none other than Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. What's going on with that film? When it's set to start filming, where it's filming, and now perhaps a change to its release date getting moved up a little bit, maybe being released earlier than we thought. We're going to break down the entirety of the reports, where they're coming from, and ultimately what it means for the second installment of the Doctor Strange franchise and how we might get to see it just a bit early. But first, if you could grab the subscribe button, we're giving away two PlayStation 4 Pros, as well as a whole slew of other Marvel-related stuff, including this insane one-fourth scale XM Studios Beta Ray Bill and our third and final Infinity Saga box set. If you want to be entered to win, all you have to do, hit the subscribe button, then hit the notification bell, leave a like and a comment on this video, and if you want, stick around to the end of the video, we'll get into all the giveaway stuff again there. So today's updates come from Industry Insider Charles Murphy, who we've mentioned a couple of times has his own publication, Murphy's Multiverse. I'll go ahead and leave a link down in the description to this most recent article. You definitely should check it out. They have a lot of up-to-date stuff, and he's definitely proven himself as a trusted source in the industry, especially with all the information that gets leaked out anonymously these days. The guys that are willing to put their name on it always get special reference here at the channel. Now, in a series of articles he's put out over the last week or so regarding Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, he's actually revealed a ton of information, starting with the fact that it's actually set to start filming in November, which is just a couple of months away. Now, Doctor Strange, believe it or not, was on the docket to start production just this past summer alongside Spider-Man and Miss Marvel when it got moved in. It's probably one of the franchises that benefited from the delay, considering if you remember the director got switched at the last minute from Scott Derrickson to now Sam Raimi to direct this sequel. So it's probably a good thing they had some more time. And if you remember, we also reported here at the channel that the script wasn't done as of just a couple of months ago. So this delay definitely benefited them in giving them time to move forward, but it must have been a great delay considering they're already ready. There were some of us, myself included, who speculated that this film probably would be one of the last we see it wouldn't start production until next year. But then, real recently, we started getting a ton of information about the production, including the introduction of American Chavez, who we reported on here at the channel. Apparently, traveling this multiverse of madness is going to introduce us to a ton of new characters and old characters, with a quote from Kevin Feige all the way back in 2019 about this film, almost verbatim to a quote he gave about Avengers Endgame, that we would see characters we already know in all new versions of themselves. And of course, the running joke here at the channel, since we've been reporting on this movie for the last year, and that feels sad to say, is that if even half the characters that are rumored to show up in this film actually do, then it'll be the most packed Marvel film we've ever had, even more so than Avengers Endgame. Seriously, guys, take your pick. Ghost Rider, Deadpool, the original Spider-Mans from the Sam Raimi trilogy, Miles Morales, Mephisto, Nightmare, Jericho Drum, Clea, American Chavez, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine, Professor X, and that's just to name a few. I'm sure I left one or two off the list. Now, we all know not all of those characters are showing up, and quite honestly, 
I think we would all settle for just Ghost Rider. Fingers crossed. But in the meantime, we also got a reveal for the working title of this film, which turns out is Stellar Vortex. Now, of course, you could tie Vortex to the multiverse of madness, and maybe Stellar means the cosmos, so we'll be introduced to characters there as well. The most important and final thought that Charles Murphy leaves us with, as it pertains to when these films could actually come out, He's made mention that after that first initial Phase 4 movement, we've had a couple of more. Now we've had Spider-Man move into December of 2021. There's a possibility now, with them moving into production on Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, sooner than Spider-Man should start, now we're hearing that it might not start till next year, that they want to move this film up and actually put it out in the November slot of next year. Remember, it was set for the summer originally. In the November slot of next year, which is now open, leading into the Sony Marvel co-release for Spider-Man in December. And guys, I know I speak for a lot of us when I say, please do that. Seriously, please do that. Move it up as fast as you can. Now, would there be a reshuffling of the Marvel Phase 4 slate? Sure, but then that goes right in tow with what I've said literally for the last six months. Do not expect Marvel Studios to say anything official until they have to. Meaning, if they don't know that they have to move Black Widow, if they don't have a release date for Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we're not going to hear anything from them because the worst case scenario is moving the slate the first time, followed by moving the slate a second time, only to have to move it again. The next time we hear something official from Marvel Studios, it's when they know as much as possible. And considering the way things have gone this year, well, you can't blame them for not having said anything yet. Still, the speculation is fun, and it's hard to deny the fact if Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness should make it into filming and production before Spider-Man Far From Home, and that's set to come out in December of next year, you can't see why this film wouldn't be finished first and pushed out by Marvel Studios. Either way, and the huge takeaway, it's great news that they're starting filming on all these productions and that the plans for the next 60 to 90 days include startups on, I think I've counted now, at least seven projects, and hopefully that means that there's an announcement somewhere around the corner for some of these new castings we haven't heard about yet, including maybe American Chavez and bigger than that, Miss Marvel, and maybe even some new release dates for some of these films sooner than we thought. Guys, let me know all your thoughts down below. Of course, again, I will leave a link directly to Murphy's Multiverse. It's a great editorial and website. You can go ahead and put it in your normal rotation. You get a lot of information there quick. He's got some great writers on his panel. And of course, like I said, proving himself to be a trusted industry insider. And let me know all your thoughts, guys, of all of the Marvel films upcoming in Phase 4. What are you most excited for? And how do you think Sam Raimi's going to do with this MCU film? He's definitely a particular kind of director. I heard a lot of you super excited about this. I am as well. Those first two out of three Spider-Man films are some of my favorites, and I know beloved by a lot of you guys. The MCU just hits a very different tone, and it'll be interesting to see how well he can fit his style and mesh it with what we've already gotten, or maybe it's just the case that Marvel Studios has taken the lid off completely, which what we know about WandaVision and some of these new productions seemingly incorporating some very heavy formalist elements, that may be the case. Let me know all your comments down below and quickly, let's get into the giveaway stuff before I let you go. We're still giving away two PlayStation 4 Pros, the next of which is at the 700,000 subscriber mark. If you want to be entered to win, all you have to do is hit the subscribe button, then hit the notification bell, leave a like and a comment on this video, and that will automatically enter you to win all the rest of the prizes here at the channel, like this insane 1 4th scale XM Studios Beta Ray Bill and our third and final Infinity Saga box set. We already gave away two here earlier this year at the channel. This third one will be given away during December, like I said, during the holiday season. If you want to be entered to win either of 
the PlayStations, the Beta Ray Bill, or this limited edition Infinity Saga box set, all the same rules will always apply. Hit the subscribe button, then hit the notification bell, leave a like and a comment on this video, and because it's truly random, the more videos you like and comment on, the better chance you have of winning. All winners will be announced at the end of videos the way we're doing here. If you've missed any of the previous winner announcements, no worries, all you have to do, scroll back to the channel, look for the winner announcement in the sub count in the title, click on that video and scroll to the end. My name is Michael Roman, this is everything always, guys, thanks so much for checking out the channel and stick around, we'll be posting again real, real soon. With that down, let's get into main topic number one, shall we? And our first main topic today gets submitted to us by Jay Master, who writes, Hey, John, in a new interview Robert Downey Jr. had with a Smartless podcast via comicbook.com, he was asked what his potential future of returning to the MCU, then Robert following the question with one simple answer. That's all done. That's all done, said Robert Downey Jr. Interesting that he would say that. Um, meaning that his portrayal of the character of Tony Stark slash Iron Man is over. Giving the fact that his character sacrifices in the final battle of Avengers Endgame with the Infinity Gauntlet to save the entire universe. What are your thoughts on Robert Downey Jr. confirming that his overall deal with the MCU is done? All right. Thanks a lot for sending that in, man. And listen, for those of you who aren't like 100% clear on what it is he's referring to. Yes, Robert Downey Jr. just is just to do this podcast. He was asked specifically, what is the status, his status with his deal with the MCU and all that kind of stuff. And here's what was said. Sorry, Marvel fans, this comes to us from comicbook.com. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. is once again confirming that he is done with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Robert Downey Jr. was making an appearance on the Smartless podcast hosted by Jason Bateman, uh, Sean Hayes, and Will Arnett, uh, which is quite a lineup of people, where he said in no uncertain terms that that's all done about his MCU obligations, about his MCU obligations, that's all done. When asked about how he's balancing family and Marvel movie time after Iron Man's big death in Avengers Endgame. All right. So let's look at this for a second. Right around the time of Endgame, Robert Downey Jr. got on the Joe Rogan podcast and also said, yep, yep, I'm done. Which is, of course, what he was supposed to say. Now, in this new thing, he's saying, yeah, that's all done. But... Comicbook.com and others do point out that he was specifically referring to his obligations to Marvel and the MCU. That's done. If you guys remember correctly, if you go back a number of years, there was a time when Robert Downey Jr.'s deal with Marvel was coming up. This is going back years ago. And the big question was Holly around, well, is he going to re-up? And he says, well, you know, uh, whatever happens, but my, my contract is coming to an end. I'm done. And then he did the movie with Robert Duvall that he produced called The Judge. And The Judge flopped hard. I personally like the movie, but it flopped hard. Suddenly, there's a new deal signed between Robert Downey Jr. and Marvel. Now, am I saying it is a direct cause and effect? Not necessarily, but I kind of am, but not necessarily. Fast forward now, he's done Iron Man forever. He's one of the biggest stars in the world. What happens now? Well, he does Doolittle. That flops hard. Look, I've said this in no uncertain terms before, and I will say it again. It doesn't matter what Robert Downey Jr. says right now. It does not matter. 
I am telling, and it doesn't matter what Chris Evans says right now either, Scott. I am telling you in the world right now, Robert Downey Jr. will be back in some way, shape, or form in the MCU. Maybe not this year. Maybe not next year. Maybe not in three years. But he, Chris Evans, they will be back. Maybe for a one shot, maybe permanently, I don't know, but they will be back. And I don't care what they say now, just like I didn't care what Robert Downey Jr. was saying back when that original contract negotiation stuff was going on. It doesn't matter. He will be back. So to me, this is a non-issue. But Scott, you have a lot more experience than I do with, with uh, people like Robert Downey Jr. and whatnot. You heard what Robert Downey Jr. said. Do you think he's actually done and we have seen the last of Robert Downey Jr. in an MCU movie or, or maybe not? John, I want to answer your question directly. And then I have a really funny story for you. So All to right. answer your question directly, all you need to do to really ponder whether or not Downey is really done is if you go to IMDb and you go to Robert Downey Jr.'s page on imdb do that right now while while we're doing this and you scroll down to his upcoming credits it says black widow rumored cameo now <laughs> black widow obviously takes place in the past when tony stark was still alive and so was black widow because she they both died in avengers endgame so there is a chance that even though Danny's saying my deal is done, that he did, in fact, film a cameo appearance in Black Widow. It's just a rumor, but – and I did hear the rumor elsewhere, but when I saw – when I was prepping for your show this morning and I went to Downey's page on IMDb and there it is, uh, IMDb is pretty good with stuff like this. You know, they're IMDb, so I do think – that there's something to we will maybe we'll see uh, sort of a very short appearance like we did of Tony Stark at the end of the Incredible Hulk back in 2008. Uh, I, I I think it's a very strong possibility, especially because of the time frame of Black Widow, that we have not seen the last of Tony Stark in a new feature film. Now the funny story is this, John. So back in 2017. Three long years ago, I was in New York for the junket for Spider-Man Homecoming, which was basically uh, an Iron Man film in addition to being a Spider-Man film. So I was there for two reasons. I was there because I was moderating the press conference, and I was also doing uh, junket interviews for Access Hollywood. So I moderated the press conference where it was like there must have been 10 people on that panel it was such a thrill because i'm such a big spider-man fan and uh the press conference is on youtube you can check it out for spider-man homecoming so in between the press conference and my junket interviews i wanted to change my clothes so i didn't wear the same thing during the junket so i didn't have a whole lot of time to change so the press conference was on one floor and the junket was on another floor so when I took the elevator up to the floor where the junket was, I did a – no one else was in the elevator with me. <laughs> I did a real quick change of my shirt, but I had to, you know, take off my my jacket and my shirt and, you know, uh, loosen my, my pants a little bit. And then <laughs> I'm standing there without my shirt on, 
and the elevator stops and I froze and I'm like, oh shit. The <laughs> elevator opens. Robert Downey Jr. walks in and sees me standing there, literally caught with my pants down. <laughs> and he laughs at me because, you know, I've interviewed him a bunch of times. You know, he knows me. He says, this is the best thing I've seen all day. <laughs> he was laughing so hard. And I said, I'm so sorry. He goes, no, thank you for this. Like, he really took a lot of fun in uh, uh, <laughs> the circumstance of it all. And I have a great story about it. But then, you know, I put my shirt back on. I said, let me ask you a question. What's going on with Iron Man 4? And he said, shook his head, no Iron Man 4. He said, I'm doing Homecoming. I'm doing the next two Avengers movies. And that's it. That's it. Like he was like, that's it. And now this was back in 2017. So yeah, you're right. Do little didn't do well. Um, do little, do little did little at the box office. <laughs> so it's, it's very possible that, uh, you know, you know, never say never again. Right. That's what the Sean Connery's James Bond movie was. So I don't think we've seen the last of Tony Stark, and I think we're going to see him a lot sooner than most people are expecting to, because I think that we will see him in a cameo in Black Widow. And uh, but uh, and I would love to see Iron Man four. I don't think that's going to happen. I think maybe mm. you know having a prominent role like he's had in his movies, the Avengers movies, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, maybe, you know, uh, uh, Captain America Civil War. Maybe that's done. But we have not seen the last of Iron Man as Tony Stark with Robert Downey Jr. Well, we live in a world where Ben Affleck is coming back as Batman. So I think, I think it's safe to say, like you're saying, anything is possible at this point. Question is for you guys. Where does this leave you? Does this not change your position at all? Clearly, it hasn't changed mine. Do you think we have indeed seen the last of Tony Stark uh, being played by Robert Downey Jr.? Or do you feel like me and, and probably Scott here that, no, we'll see him back again someday, just maybe not immediately or maybe sooner than we think? Jump down to the comments section below and let me know your thoughts. All right, guys. What's going on guys? Welcome to Everything Always. My name's Michael Roman. Some of you may have seen the headline breaking late last night. Amazon now in play to pick up a suite of TV shows from Sony Entertainment, including some from the Sony universe of Marvel characters, mostly connected to Spider-Man. And in a follow-up article this morning that basically echoed the same sentiment, Deadline went ahead and outlined what's going on there and how Amazon would be hosting TV shows that would have Spider-Man characters except for the fact that their agreement with Marvel Studios, unless it has changed drastically, would make the majority of this almost impossible. This is a rather complicated web Spider-Man pun totally intended. We're gonna do our best to unravel it, and I'm gonna explain why I think there is zero shot of ever seeing any serious Spider-Man on Amazon streaming, and as we reported last year, there's a really good chance that Amazon could be instrumental in Marvel Studios receiving the rights back in full to Spider-Man. We're going to break this whole story down, including the Silk headline and what it means for Spider-Man TV shows if we actually could ever see them on Amazon in the future. But first, if you could grab the subscribe button, we're giving away two PlayStation 4 Pros, as well as a whole slew of other Marvel-related stuff, including this insane one-fourth scale XM Studios Beta Ray Bill and our third and final Infinity Saga box set. If you want to be entered to win, all you have to do, hit the subscribe button, then hit the notification bell, leave a like and a comment on this video, and if you want, 
stick around at the end of the video we'll get into all the giveaway stuff again there so quickly as i said in the prologue this was breaking late last night so if you haven't seen any of these headlines or read any of these articles in the last 12 or 24 hours let me go ahead and catch you up yesterday late last night it was announced that there was a live action silk series that's a spider-man adjacent female character in the works at sony and that lauren moon will write the series and phil lord and chris miller were set to produce and in an even bigger bombshell than the headline itself that this would be headed to Amazon TV, their streaming service, in an agreement to open up the door to have Sony Marvel characters now show up on their streaming service. This, of course, made wildfire and waves because there's a lot of names in here. Obviously, Silk has been reported on for the better part of a year, and the fact that Sony would be working on a live-action series that would be headed to television and be headed to Amazon is even a bigger story in and of itself, aside from the fact that now we may see Marvel characters on yet another streaming platform. This is exactly what Disney has been trying to avoid the entire time by buying the rights back to all of their characters. Alas, this wasn't going to work with Sony and their woes in the entertainment division, specifically television and film over at Sony have been well documented. They probably should have already sold once or twice during the last decade. There's only a couple of IPs, intellectual properties that prop up that whole segment Spider-Man is one of them, and if they lose Spider-Man, they'll probably lose the rest of the division. Either way, I had a ton of thoughts in my head last night when I went to sleep. We didn't do a video on this. I figured I'd leave it for today. And when I woke up and read this article by Deadline, they basically filled in the blanks for a lot of the things I was thinking. As in thinking back to that Fox agreement with Marvel, how they structured a lot of those early film contracts, you only got the rights to the character for film. They retained a lot of the other rights. Now, this is a little bit different with Spider-Man. It's a lot more inclusive, but the adjacent characters, not so much. And this is what Deadline went on to report, quote, Sources close to the situation cautioned that the complex talks are still in early stages and there are major issues that need to be resolved. Some of them have to do with the complicated web of multi-platform rights for various characters. A complicated web of multi-platform rights for various characters. No one would want to comment, but I hear the proposed suite of Marvel series is expected to land on a linear platform first before heading to Amazon for streaming. They go on to say in April of 2019, Sony TV signed a mega deal with Into the Spider-Man Spider-Verse, that's Phil Lord and Chris Miller, the same that are signed on to produce this, which included the duo overseeing a suite of TV series based on the Sony universe of Marvel characters. We've already reported on that. Lord and Miller executive produced the series with Spider-Man franchise producer Amy Pascal, who of course has overseen Spider-Man since the beginning of time and will be here long after we are all gone. They go on to say the sweet approach is similar to the unprecedented at the time sale of four Marvel series and a limited series by Marvel TV to Netflix, which was led by Daredevil. And of course you all understand the analogy. Those properties now back at Marvel Studios this next part is the important part. The series package based on Marvel characters has been a big priority for Sony, whose toppers have spoken out about it on earnings calls. As part of the deal that predates the Disney acquisition of Marvel, Sony controls hundreds of Marvel characters led by Spider-Man. Now, the most important part of what they've reported on here is that the toppers have been looking for this package deal for quite a while. Three or four TV shows that they can take some characters 
put them together, work out the rights for wherever may be left over with Marvel, and move forward on that. And there have even been talks of some more co-production and co-working together. Look, all the rumors we've talked about here at the channel since it was announced that Tom Holland's Peter Parker would be staying in the MCU, that obviously Sony came to the table with some bargaining chips of their own, and there's some things that they wanted. That's why they were willing to walk away from those negotiations in the first place. Now, do I think we will ever see Peter Parker, Spider-Man, or any huge names ever on Amazon streaming? Absolutely not. Last year, right around the time we were having the discussions of Sony and Marvel having to re-sign that deal for Spider-Man and we were in the middle of a holdout for about 30 days, I did a video called How Amazon Could Help Marvel Get Spider-Man Back for Free, and it went along the lines of if Amazon was able to step up with the right dollar amount, Jeff Bezos with unlimited money, and buy that ailing part of TV and film, that division of Sony, they'd be willing to sell off. The Spider-Man rights in full would bounce back to Marvel Studios for free. That's how all of those contracts are set up. If there's an acquisition or sale of the original studio that holds the rights, those rights in principle go back to Marvel and Disney. So they would be all for Amazon buying out that part of their company. Amazon knows that and also knows they wouldn't be getting much unless they get this Spider-Man IP. That's why we may be seeing this package deal now showing up because and this is my biggest problem with all of this. Sony takes off and does this suite of television shows that should in some way be connected to Spider-Man. And look, Silk doesn't need to coexist with Peter Parker. She can have her own story. But the problem is, is the thing that's exciting about all these comic book characters is their crossovers and connection to each other they don't exist in a bubble. And unfortunately, the further we get away with live series from anything Kevin Feige, any of the MCU's touch, any of the characters or their oversight in production, then you basically just have a superhero in a vacuum. And we've seen examples of this in the past, both with some of the later Netflix series and of course, most recently with New Mutants in an X-Men universe that doesn't exist, it loses some of the enthusiastic punch of having that crossover connection and those possibilities. We've just come to expect it from the MCU. Look, DC hasn't been able to pull it off in multiple attempts. That's why I just sort of scratch my head with Sony and wonder why they don't just dump all of the IP back over to Marvel Studios, work out a percentage, give them an address for the check, shake hands and call it a day. Of course, there's ego involved as we've seen multiple times. Amy Pascal has to be involved some way with the overseeing of Spider-Man. How else would we get great names like Homecoming and Far From Home? As well as the fact that, well, I guess the characters that they're talking about using, we may never see them in a franchise role anyway. So as I've said many times here at the channel, and this is my final thought, in a world where the MCU was never gonna have time to get to a Silk-led franchise, one way that you can look positively over at Sony is they're picking up the titles that the MCU doesn't have time to do. And yeah, eventually we might have gotten to a Silk series, but how many She-Hulks need to come out first before we get there? Now we have an ancillary studio in Sony to go ahead and pick up these titles. Guys, let me know all your thoughts down below about all of this, how you would feel if you ever were watching Spider-Man characters connected to the MCU on Amazon. Oh my God, it gives me a headache. Let me know all your thoughts down below and quickly, let's get into the giveaway stuff. 
before I let you go. We're still giving away two PlayStation 4 Pros, the next of which is at the 700,000 subscriber mark. If you want to be entered to win, all you have to do is hit the subscribe button, then hit the notification bell, leave a like and a comment on this video, and that'll automatically enter you to win all the rest of the prizes here at the channel, like this insane 1 4 scale XM Studios Beta Ray Bill and our third and final Infinity Saga box set will be giving away at the end of this year during the holiday season. We've already given away two at the channel. This will be our third and final one. If you want to be entered to win any of the prizes, the limited edition Infinity Saga box set, Beta Ray Bill, either of the PlayStations or any of the future prizes we give away here at the channel, all the same rules will always apply. Hit the subscribe button, then hit the notification bell with notifications turned on to keep up with the channel. Leave a like and a comment on this video, and because it's truly random, the more videos you comment on, the better chance you have of winning. All winners will be announced at the end of the video, the same way we're doing here, and if you've missed any previous winner announcements, no worries. All you have to do is scroll back to the channel, look for the winner announcement in the sub count in the title, click on that video, and scroll to the end. My name is Michael Roman, this is everything always, guys. Thanks so much for checking out the channel, and stick around. We'll be posting again real, real soon. Thank <laughs> you.